y'all, this is Courtney and Imani, and you're listening to the Soul Sisters Podcast. This is episode six of the Soul Sisters podcast. If you are listening in for the first time, thank you for joining us and you are now officially part of the SSP community. So welcome. And for those of you who have tuned in for our previous episodes, thank you so much for your support. Many of you have been posting about episodes, tweeting us and texting us, and we just really appreciate all the support that everyone has shown us thus far. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Courtney, how are you doing? I'm all right. I have no complaints. Work is all right and Cali life is all right. I have no complaints. I'm well. How are you? I'm doing well because, well, one, because everything is well, like all is well. I have no complaints, like you said. And two, I just had a really good meal and it just made my entire evening. I made chicken marcella with creamy mashed potatoes and broccoli. All of it was seasoned to perfection. It was just a great meal. It was one of those meals where, like, I was like, oh, yeah, somebody's son going to be real happy one day. Like, it, it was one of those meals. It was one of, <laughs> it was one of those meals. So I am content. Good. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> don't mind me. Don't, I'm don't not. mind I'm not. me per usual. I'm so not. one thing that I was thinking, um, one one of the many things that I appreciate about our generation is that we are very vocal and we push to have discussions that previous generations are hesitant to have or just don't have at all. And one of those things is, you know, we talk about our childhood experiences and our parental relationships. And yeah, we will discuss, you know, the the good things and the great times that we've had, but we're also not afraid to talk about the negative experiences and the trauma that we've had as well. And last year, Courtney shared this article with me which is called The Strained Relationships Between Black Mothers and Daughters. And I feel as though it's very timely because one thing that I'm starting to realize is there are a lot of strained relationships between mothers and their children. And now people are becoming more vocal about it. But I believe this is something that is worth discussing because it is a problem, not only just within the black community, but, you know, just communities all over the world and I wanted to highlight just some of the things that this author wrote because I feel like they're very hard-hitting and I feel like a lot of us can relate to the things that she said so one of the things that she said was we'd be lying if we didn't say a lot of them didn't use discipline as their personal stress reliever The next thing she said was, a lot of our mothers carry the trauma of having endured and survived traumatic relationships with no effective way to work through their pain, resolving to shield themselves from the world to avoid further pain and unintentionally shielding themselves from their children as well. She goes on to also say, for many black mothers, the idea they could ever be guilty of any wrongdoing against their child, a person that they take care of, is just absurd. And the last thing that she says, and it's a question that she poses, which I think we all need to think about, is when did maternal toxicity in the home become the acceptable standard and why has the black community been so hesitant to condemn it? I believe those four direct quotes, like I said, are very hard hitting and very compelling. And one thing that 
I appreciate is her transparency and her not being afraid to have this discussion that we need to have. And Courtney, since you sent this to me, I want to know more about your initial thoughts to this article. Yeah, um, I found this article during a like time, not even like a long period of time, but like within a week, me and my mom was just going back and forth. And I found this article and um, I w- was on a plane with her and I was right beside her and I was reading it and I was like, this is it. This is exactly how I feel like most mostly everything, not not all things, but a lot of the things that were said in the article, like I've experienced and I was like, yeah, dog, you hit it right on the right on the head. And mm-hmm. I felt I felt heard. Uh, I was like, someone gets it. Someone mm-hmm. un- someone understands. And I wanted I wanted to be like to send it to my mom. But I was like, maybe this is not the time to do that. <laughs> but I was like, they need to they need to read this black mothers need to read this. And be and be like, dang, like, do I really do that? And do some self reflection. And I was like, yikes, because this is exactly what happens. And a lot of times, I've found that I haven't been able to like, um, gather the words to fully express mm-hmm. how I feel. And this like so eloquently expressed all this, you know, sometimes of things I felt. And I was like, yeah, this is it. So. Yeah, that, that was, it was a very good article. A very Absolutely. Article. Absolutely. I believe it was well written. The way that she mm-hmm. organized her thoughts and all her points was very strategic and intentional. Um, when she said we'd be lying if we didn't say a lot of them didn't use discipline as their personal stress reliever, I felt that because I wholeheartedly believe, and we will go more in depth um, about this I wholeheartedly believe like my mom in a way disciplinedly just for the sake of wanting something to do or needing something mm. to do or taking out any type of anger or negative feelings that she had on me um you know this article was published in 2018 yeah. and I cannot think of another article written before this yeah that talks about you know the negative effects of mother-daughter relationships Mm -hmm. however we do know that there is a lot out there about people with daddy issues and conversations about absentee fathers and whatnot and Courtney I want to know why do you think there's more conversation about the negative effects of paternal relationships than there are about the negative effects of maternal relationships I want to go back to the last point that you made from her article when it says, when did maternal toxicity in the home become the acceptable, acceptable standard and why the black community has been like, has it has been hesitant to condemn it. And I think for one, because the black mother has been the center of the black family and the black mother has pretty much so kept the black family together in some ways. So I just wanted to go back to that as to why there may, and that also may relate to why there's not many um, conversations about the negative effects of paternal relationships versus the negative effects of maternal relationships. Because most of the time, like you, the, the mom is like the center of the family. She's going to keep it all together or whatever. And also I think in regards to your question, I think there's a lot of double standards and when it comes to mothers and fathers and like, in some ways, mothers can be deemed more important. Look at Mother's Day versus Father's Day. And then I just think more people are more vocal about, you know, a deadbeat father or, or um, a father not accessible or not involved with their kids compared to a mom. Um, because moms are sort of like, they're moms. So it's like, how could you not... How could a how could a maternal relationship be quote unquote negative or like whatever? So I think it's just talked about more. It's just and it's broadcasted more and it's in the media more and everything else. So yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you? Yeah, I I don't think society can fathom the idea of a mother not being there for her children. Like I don't think people can actually digest that. 
and to a lot of people that is unheard of like what um whereas it's easier for society to accept the fact that there are absentee fathers so i think that plays a part in it um also just our legal system which affects a lot of things that happen in society the the legal Mm -hmm. systems are in favor of mothers so if um a mom is not married if she's deemed as a single mother she automatically is given full custody of the child in many states and the father doesn't have any legal right until he establishes paternity so like the mom could be an alcoholic a crackhead whatever she could be unfit to take care of her child but just because she's the mom more than likely she will be granted full custody of her child so i think there's a lot of things that work in favor of the mother and it just makes you know it makes it easier for us to have the conversation about absentee fathers versus mothers Mm -hmm. that's what i think yeah Mm -hmm. i agree so you you mentioned that when you first read this article that it really resonated with you and you began to think about your own relationship with your mother how was your relationship with your mother growing up and has that changed at all today or what is it like today yeah well I'm a mommy's girl that that's just what it is I am a wholehearted mommy's girl Uh, my mom was a single mom for a while um so for five years it was just me and my me and my mom and then my sister came along and it was just me and my mom and my sister for for a little bit um so I've always pretty much so had a positive relationship with my mom um and then in high school high school just hit different um you know in high school you just you're a teenager your, your attitude is bad you just don't care and and that time was pretty rough. I was suffering from depression and my mom was like dealing with um, things in her life. So it was really rough. And my mom would, would try to be there for me, but like, I wouldn't want to tell her what was going on with me or why I was upset or hurt and depressed. And so that just caused a strain because uh, she just didn't know how to manage me in that situation. Um, so that was rough. I mean, I was convinced I was not going to come back home when I was in high school. I was like, once I go off to school, once I go off to college, I'm never coming back home. Like, never. And it's so funny because I think in high school, that's when I, I mean, in college, that's when I realized that my mom is my best friend. Um, and so now, like, that's my girl. Um, I call my mom every day sometimes we talk twice a day she texts me good night i love you every night um that's 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 just my girl and now because i'm an an adult it's like it's different than like a parenting and like relationship she's still my mom but also like in some ways she's my friend um and it's not like a it's not like she's parenting me. It's like she's more so guiding me now. So we've we've like got to that point in our relationship where I'm able to like give her advice and stuff. And of course, she's still giving me advice and um, helping me make decisions and whatever. But that's my girl. But yeah. Um, so how was your relationship growing up with your mom? And like, how is it now? It's the same the relationship has not changed at all. And I say that because there is no relationship. Like, yes, that's my mom, but I, that's my mom. Like, I can't um, say that we're close because we're not, and we never have been. And to be completely transparent, I don't think my mom likes me. Like, I know she loves me. I don't think she likes me and who I am as a person. And I've I've felt this way ever since I was five years old. Mm. And um, I realized that there was always tension coming from her when it came to 
the relationship that I had with my daddy. And I'm I'm a daddy's girl, and I don't mm. think my mom likes that. I don't mm. think she likes that I look just like my father. I don't think she likes that I act just like my father. I don't think she likes that I remind her of of him in so many ways. I don't think she likes that at all. Therefore, I don't think she likes me. Mm. And I'm honestly, I'm completely at peace with it. If that is the case, it's not okay, but I'm at peace with it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as I shared last week, my mother's an alcoholic, so <laughs> growing up, um, before she became an alcoholic, like, she was a great mom, but there was always tension. She did not like the fact, and still doesn't to this day, that I do things my way. I'm not going to do things the way that she wants me to. Um, and it could be simple things. It could be like, she would be upset because I don't want to plant flowers with her and I'd rather go learn how to mow the lawn or throw football with my dad. And she used to get so upset about that. Um, and I've, I've, I've always been very firm. I've always been very bold and I've always have been me unapologetic. I have always been me unapologetically. And I don't think she likes that, nor can she appreciate that about me. Mm-hmm. which has caused a lot of strain within our relationship. And obviously her being an alcoholic, there was a point in my life where she just was not around. So um, I was actually raised by a single father for about four years. So there is no relationship between my mom and I. And um, it's it's sad, but I'm at peace with it. I've made peace with it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So you have a great relationship with your mom, mm-hmm. which I love because one of us needs to have a great relationship <laughs> with our, I'm serious. Yeah. I would hate for both of us to have negative relationships, um, but you have a great relationship with your mom. And so what are the positive things about that relationship? I know there's many, but if you could name a few, what are the positive things about your relationship with your mom yeah my mom really (laughs) my mom really allows us to me and my sister to really define what we want to do in life and to go for it and even if she's scared for us about it she's still like encouraging us to do that and I think that's one of the things that um has just always been really great with the relationship with my mom so like for me like moving to California like like what my sister wants to go into the air force and how scary is that one of your one of your child you know one of your child's like across the country now your other child my sister doesn't even want to go to like same thing that I say is my sister wants to go to like Japan. Like my sister wants to go, go. So imagine like that stress as a mom, like your kids are just gone. Um, so my mom has always just been very supportive regardless of how she was feeling about it. That's always been something, um, that I really appreciate. And that's a positive thing within my relationship with my mom. Um, my mom, my mom has like really, just been there there's never been a thing or a time where I have needed or wanted something and I did not get it that's probably why I'm spoiled um but my mom my mom really made sure that me and my sister were well taken care of um and that's and I think that's sort of a thing because she was very determined to give us a life that she didn't have growing up so I mean like growing up hair was done every two weeks like clothes like whatever we were basically whatever we wanted like my mom always just made sure that we were taken care of and that was one thing we could never say we could never say my mom did not take care of us we could never say that I didn't have what I needed there's times that I'm sure that she sacrificed for us um to make sure we had everything we need and she went without so like I know that's something um that she's just always done and I, I appreciate it now more than I ever did before because now it's like you're grown. I'm grown and I'm paying for stuff myself. It's like, and you had to do this for two daughters? 
like what? Um, and I appreciate my mom for showing me what it looks like to work hard. My mom is a speech pathologist, the baddest speech pathologist I've ever seen. And my mom really has shown me what it means to hone your craft and to own what you do and to do it well. So no one else can say that you don't do what you do well. Um, my mom has just always shown me that. And so, yeah, those are some positive things and some negative things. Um, on the flip side of my mom always providing, making sure we always had what we needed. And sometimes I felt like, especially in high school, I felt this way. She provided and we had everything we wanted and needed and had whatever. But on, like on the flip side, sometimes I felt like I lacked the emotional side. So a lot of the time I didn't like when in high school when I was dealing with depression, it was hard for me to go and talk to my mom like, hey, this upset me because I didn't know or I didn't feel like I could go to her um, in some in some aspects. So that was really hard. And that that's something that I. Yeah. And so one of the other things my mom does and I get this from her, she bottles in her emotions until she like just burst. And that's something that I do. And I and I. I'm not going to say I think I do it because of her, but I've watched her like deal with her emotions and that's how she dealt deals with them. And I've learned like I have those same tendencies that I won't say anything and I'll let stuff pile on until something itty bitty comes along. And then I just, we have a whole just book of things I'm upset about that I probably should have talked about as they happened instead of letting them like, um, develop over time. So that's, that's pretty much so the negative thing. Oh, well, my mom likes to do things her way. My mom likes things done her way. So even moving like to California, like little things like putting up my dishes or hanging up my clothes, she felt like certain things had to go like how she would do them. I was like, I'm the one that's got to live here. So she really likes to have things her way. Um, and, but in the same sense, I'm that same way. Like I like to have things my way in my house. And that was something that I struggled with. Um, moving to California, of course, having a roommate, it's like, I can't always have my, like the stuff the way I want it. So that was really tough. So like, I'm like, I have certain tendencies of my mom that like aren't the best. So those are like the positives and negatives of our relationship what about you i'm gonna be honest i'm having a difficult time trying to think of something positive about my relationship with my mom Mm -hmm. because there really isn't a relationship one thing i can say is like i know my mom loves me and she does tell me that every time we do speak that she loves me so that unconditional love that a mother can provide um, she has that negative things. Well, one, my mom does not know me. You know, my mom was an alcoholic when I was ever since I was 12 years old. So, and I'm 22 now. So it's 10 years. Um, she does not know me. She's missed out on a lot. She can't tell you the names of my closest friends she can't tell you why I chose to go to Miami University she can't tell you a lot about me that I believe parents should know Uh, I would say another negative thing is my mom is so good at blame shifting so good at it and crafty with it too And, and I could present to her hey you did this to me and this is how it makes me feel or, you know, you did this to me and it really has scarred me and somehow, some way it'll be flipped onto me. And now mm. I'm second guessing whether I did mm-hmm. something wrong or not. And yeah. I'm just sitting here like, wait, why, why do I feel crazy? Like what? Mm-hmm. Um, so that makes it hard to have a relationship with someone that doesn't take accountability without getting defensive. Mm. 
and I believe that's something that us black daughters we experience with our black mothers because a lot Mm -hmm. of times when you present to them things that they have done it turns into oh well I guess I'm just a bad mom then like that's exactly what's in the article yeah that's that's what it turns into um so that's that's just difficult to navigate instances and also go ahead okay and also when like when when it turns into oh so now I'm a bad mom now on the flip side now you got to go back and apologize for making her feel like she's a bad mom so like it just cancels out everything that you were feeling in the first place it's like I shouldn't even brought this up (laughs) like (laughs) yeah you may apologize I don't (laughs) you know what I'm serious because I'm like let's just call a spade a spade like mom you were you have not been consistently you have not been a consistent parent figure in my life like so I can't really say yeah my mom is a bad mom because I think that's really harsh and maybe that's just me protecting her in a way but my mom has not been the best mom ever since I was 12 years old What are some other negative things? I think the biggest one that really just, I cannot wrap my head around this. My mom, when my (laughs) parents, I believe that my mom resents me because she resents my father. You know, my parents Mm. got a divorce after 16 years of marriage. And after they got a divorce. All I heard from my mom was, you just like your daddy. You act just like your daddy. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like, well, I live with him. Like, what do you what, what do you expect? Like, <laughs> what do you expect? But yeah. she would say it in a way where she meant it negatively. Yeah. And because she couldn't say how she really felt to him, she would take it out on me. And Mm. it has always been that way. And I know and I have felt my mom's envy towards my relationship with my dad, which is so crazy because you would think that a mother wouldn't want nothing more than for her children to have a great relationship with their father. But it turns out that my mom was envious in in Mm. many different ways. And I remember... Um, hearing some of their disagreements and her saying to him, you always choose her over me or I'm your wife or what about me or why do you always pick Imani? So I remember her saying that vividly and I play that in my head a lot and I feel as though my mom takes a lot of blame out on me because who she decided to have a child with, my dad. I feel like I get a lot of the blame just for being my father's child. Mm. Which is crazy because I didn't ask to be here. <laughs> we don't choose our parents, you know? Yeah. So those are just a few of the plethora of negative oh, things about my relationship with my mom. Hmm. thanks for sharing yeah of course how has your maternal relationship impacted you today yeah I think forever I'll be a mommy's girl um in our relationship like I know my mom will always be like my mom is my safety net and I know that Um, so like even when I was moving to California the night before I was very dramatic Um, I had just finished officially packing all the last minute little things and out she was in her office and I laid on the floor crying I said I'm not going (laughs) literally packed bags are packed my car has been shipped everything is gone my furniture is gone everything's in California and I said I'm not going I'm not going. Y'all have fun when y'all get back. Like, I'll see y'all when y'all get back. And I was just so scared. Like, I was like, I don't want to fail. I don't want to get out here and just, like, totally bomb. Like, whatever. I don't even know what I was thinking could happen. 
And the first thing my mom said was, you can always come back home. Like, it's okay. Like, if, if just for whatever reason something happens and you got to come back home, you have a home to come back to. So I know my mom is my safety net and that's all that's given me a lot of security. Um, but I don't depend on it solely, but I know that if anything happens, like my mom will open me back up, like open her arms and I'm going to be, I can be right back home. And even being here, there's a couple of times I was like, yikes, like I'm lonely a little bit or I'm a tad big homesick and she was ready to get on a flight. So I know my mom, um, my mom's just always going to be there for me. And I really appreciate it. Appreciate that because it's, it's for me, it's my mom has always just been my, my world. Like I, like, I don't, we'll get into that in another episode, but it's always been me and my mom. So like, if I don't have my mom, forget everything else, forget everything else. So a lot of the times when we weren't on the same page. We weren't good. It really impacted me because I love my mom. Um, I love my mom to death. So that has just being being close to my mom just has impacted me a lot because I'm realized like going to college, it made me realize that some people didn't have close relationships with their parents um, or their moms as I thought everyone did. Like I thought people talked to their moms every day. <laughs> I thought like I really did. No, Courtney was shook. I really did, y'all. When I told, told me, her, y'all, everything, y'all. She looked at me like I was Medusa or something. <laughs> I was shook. I, cause I'm in my head. I'm like, we're away from at school. How could you not talk to your mom every day? Like, how does she not know you're alive? Like, I literally have friends who are like, I'll talk to my mom, like, every two weeks. And I was like, how does she know you're you're alive? Like, let, let me not answer my phone one good time when my mom calls me. And even if I'm texting her and I and it takes, like, a while for me to text back, she'll respond. Like, it she'll be like, co, with a question mark. Like, are you there? <laughs> so, like, my it's like, I just thought that was the wildest thing. Yes, and I, the thought, wildest it was, thing. I thought it was wild that you talked to your mom every day. I talk, even as a grown woman, I talk to my mom at least once a day. Yeah, and and it's and I say that not because like, uh, how, let me let me frame this. I say that because me and my friends in college, none of us talk to even one of our parents every day. So for me to meet someone that talked to their mom faithfully every day, I was like, oh, yeah. Um, Every day. And sometimes, like, in college, I would talk to my mom at least twice a day. Now it may be one, at least once a day. And depending, some days it may be twice a day. But in college, it was, I'm going to talk to you in the morning, and I'm going to talk to you at night. Like I, knew, like, I knew I was talking to my mom. And my mom drops everything. My mom, my mom will drop everything, like, to, to answer a call for me. So that's, that's made me really appreciate her, because I know that at any point in time, if I need to talk to my mom, she's accessible to me. Um, so that's really impacted me. And my mom has really just instilled in me and my sister that as long as you're doing your best, that's all that matters. So a lot of me and my sister, we found like I've realized that we are really hard on ourselves. And from if y'all heard, was it was it last episode? Two episodes ago? On idols. Whatever episode that was ago. Two episodes. I talked about I talked about the 4.0 and having that 4.0. And I remember having full-blown meltdowns with the potential of me losing that 4.0 before I actually lost it. And all my mom would say was, as long as you did your best, that's, like, that's fine. Like, no, I did not say you have to have a 4.0. Like, I did not say, like, you have to have a 4.0 or, or I'm not going to pay tuition. Like, I never said that. So she was like, you got to stop putting pressure on yourself. And so now as, a, as an adult in the working world, like now I have to like take that, a lot of that into consideration and I keep that with me. So like, I'm not putting so much pressure on myself and remembering like what my mom told me. And then I think for me, having just this strong relationship with my mom has made me appreciate my mom in more ways than I ever did before and I know that once I have kids I'm gonna even appreciate her even more like understanding all of her sacrifices and wanting to give back and do things for her but also like I want to be a mom like I want to be just as close with my kids and so like we'll get into that but like she's she's sort of set a really good example of like mom 
and like being present and um, providing and loving and, and being accessible. So yeah, those are how my, my mommy relationship has impacted me. Those are That's all great girl. things. That's good to hear. Shout out That's to my mommy. Shout out to Mama T. Mommy's great. And I'm 22 and I will always call her mommy. Like, yeah. <laughs> How has that impacted you? <laughs> People think I'm weird because I call her mommy still. I mean, like, I still call... I call daddy daddy. But Yeah. yeah. So I guess it's the same thing. Yeah. How has my maternal relationship impacted me? Listen, the first thing I will say is my relationship with my mom, and in some ways the lack thereof, has taught me to just not care what other people mm-hmm. think. If I was a different person, if I was still in my backsliding days, I would say another phrase, okay? You know what? But it has, it has taught me to not care what other people think because she taught me at a very young age even if you're doing what's best for you people will still find a way to criticize you Mm. and talk about you like she she taught me that and ever Mm. since then like I've just never really cared I still don't care what other people think in some ways I don't think that's good and I'm working on that. But for me, it's like as long as I'm doing right by me, as long as I'm doing right by God and his people, I really could care less what you have to say. I really could care yeah. less. Um, so that was the first thing. Two, it's affected my relationships with other women. So for the longest, I had difficulty maintaining relationships with women because I Whereas, for the most part, society has, like, a positive view on women. I would walk around and have a negative view on women. And it was just me being bitter. Um, And my relationship with my mom has also made me very quick to cut off relationships with other women. So it's nothing for me to cut someone off. It's nothing for me to stop talking about you if you're a woman. If you're a man, Mm -hmm. that's a different story. And we'll talk about that <laughs> in a different episode. <laughs> but because oh, the most negative relationship that I have in my life is with my mom, that ultimately has affected my relationships with other women. But I'm getting better with that, um, mm-hmm. which is why it really shocks me in some ways to this day that Courtney and I became close in the way that we became close. Because how that happened, it was nothing but God. I'm just being honest. It was nothing yeah, y'all. It was. Somebody didn't like me. Are you even gonna tell that lie? That's not the case. That was not the case. Anywho, we'll tell the story later. Yeah, I would say the last thing is because my mom was not around to help raise me. There's a lot of things that I wasn't taught about womanhood Mm. or there were things I learned by experience. So there are simple things, right? Like not knowing how to do your makeup, not knowing how to do your own hair, not knowing like, hey, you should exfoliate after shaving. I didn't know those things. Like nobody ever taught me that. Um, My mom just wasn't around. Um during a pivotal time of my life you know she became an alcoholic when I was 12 so like just prime time for a mother to Mm -hmm. not be around for her daughter she never talked to me about sex (laughs) never talked to me about boys and even still to this day I have not talked to my mom about boys and yeah I I just don't feel comfortable doing so or even like my mom never took me to go get fitted for bras. So for years, I would walk, walk around wearing the wrong size bras because I was too embarrassed to ask my dad to take me because I was like, well, that's weird. And I just, there wasn't anyone else. So just the essentials of womanhood, I didn't, that wasn't taught to me. Yeah. And in some ways, I do resent her for that. 
I'll be honest. I do resent her for that because I just felt like you should have been there. You should have been there for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have a question, and this one is not on the outline. Okay. Okay. So we talked about how um, we talked about the positive things about our relationships with our mom Mm-hmm. And like some of the negative things and those mm-hmm. the responses to those questions were really centered around like our mother's actions. Mm-hmm. But I want to flip it. Oh, Jesus. In what ways <laughs> <laughs> in what ways do you think that you are a good daughter? Ooh, and what child. are some things that <sighs> you looking back on it, you, you probably should have did differently. As a good daughter, I think, I think growing up, like I assisted my mom in a lot of things. My sister can probably attest to this, and she probably like hates me a little bit for it. But like when my, as a single mom, when you're working and um, you got to come home and take care of two daughters, it's it's sort of I felt like I had to play the role of like I gotta help mommy out as much as I could. So like I of course. I, you know this. I've been cooking since I was four. Like, so I, I that was my thing. Like, I would help. I would cook dinner. Um, so my mom, when my mom got home and, like, I would help my sister with homework. So I felt like in that ways I've sort of, I tried to ease the burden a little bit off my mom. Um, two, now I'm in a place where I'm, like, able to be, like, give her advice on stuff. And, like, you should handle this situation this way or you should talk to this person about this or you should do that like you should do this for yourself um and be able to give back to her in that way and also like I think as a mom you want the best for your kids and you want to make sure they they're living their dreams and they're doing all the things that you want to do so I think in some ways like showing like now I've started to really appreciate my mom and understand her sacrifices and doing little things for her like last weekend I sent her a card I bought a card from Walmart and I and I wrote it and I sent it to her I was like you're you have always been superwoman like I am because you are and and she called me she was crying and like that little bit of appreciation went a long way with her but on the flip side I did not do that always growing up we were spoiled we were spoiled growing up so like a lot of things that I thought were just because mom's gonna do it because mom's gonna do it anyway like she's just gonna do it I didn't think like I'm privileged like my mom bought me a $600 prom dress and didn't flinch yeah and she picked out the dress she picked out the dress I was like I don't want that dress it's not gonna look pretty on me I tried on the dress beautiful dress and my mom didn't flinch she did not flinch one bit on swiping that card and to me it's it's my mom just my mom bought me a prom dress. We went to Atlanta. We drove two and a half hours to Atlanta to buy this dress. And it's like, okay, because I knew, like in my head, oh, my mom's gonna buy my prom dress because that's what moms do. My mom's bu- she's gonna buy my prom dress because she buys everything that I need, right? And in my head I was spoiled. Like I was so spoiled regarding my hair. Getting my hair done every two weeks, like on a schedule. And sometimes getting my hair, me and my sister would get our hair done and she wouldn't get hers done. So like every, I was spoiled, but, and so I didn't realize it. And a lot of times she would tell us, she'd be like, I don't think y'all appreciate me. How can we not appreciate you when we tell you thank you? But like actually like really sitting here and thinking of like the sacrifices she's made and like really truly appreciating her. It's not just saying, thank you mommy because you bought me this or thank you mommy. Like just because in the moment, but like doing things. So like she would always make the point, like I do this, 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 and this, and this, you got this and whatever, but y'all can't keep your rooms clean. My mom would do this thing where she would come in in the middle of like late at night and she would do a walk in our rooms. And if you knew your room was a mess, you're going to be all night fixing that room, cleaning that room. Especially if she she has given you something, she has let you do something, she's bought you something, and you can't keep your room clean. Oh, so now I I see that like I realize it so much now as an adult that like dang I really didn't appreciate my mom as much as I thought I did. Like I didn't like I didn't like I couldn't even keep my room clean. I could not keep my room clean. 
Like, and she does all of this. So I did not appreciate my mom. Um, and even down to paying tuition. Like I thought it was just normal for my mom to pay tuition. Like I had scholarships and I knew my mom was going to have to figure it out, but I like everything else. My mom always figures it out. So I'll never, I never had the like fear of my mom going to tell me you're going to have to pay for your tuition this year. Like I've never had that fear. And having other friends, they're working two, three jobs in school and having to pay for t their tuition. I realized that my mom really put me in a situation a very good situation. Even when like moving here, my mom paid for all my furniture. My mom paid off my car. So like my mom, my mom has done so many things that I did not realize were like privileges. And for her and for her, it was, I got to make sure Courtney's okay. And I just thought it was normal. Like I, I just want, like, it's just you normal. You thought buying furniture was normal? Man, because here's the thing. In my head, I'm like, I told my mom freshman year I wanted furniture. And I was like, well, she's had all four years <laughs> to figure this out. Yeah. Because I told her this is what I wanted. And even, like, picking out my furniture. And, and my mom didn't give me a budget. My mom let me get whatever I wanted, which was, like, crazy. I, I saw what I wanted. And my mom was like, okay, cool. And in my head, I'm like... Okay, like this is the one thing I asked for for graduation. Like anything else, like I don't really want. So I, I really didn't appreciate my mom. I really didn't. I, I didn't appreciate my mom the way she has set me up for success financially. Um, little things she still take care. She still takes care of because she didn't find it necessary for me to have to open an account to take care of myself if she could have just tacked it onto her bill or whatever. So I really appreciate my mom. Um, so I did not appreciate my mom. I, and I still, in some ways, am trying to figure out how I can, like, show her more that I appreciate her. Because I know it's not easy being a single mom of two spoiled daughters that want to be involved in everything and do everything and be everywhere. So I didn't appreciate her. And I didn't, I didn't, um... I didn't tell my mom, like, I would tell my mom I loved her, but it was because I got something. Oh, I was so, oh, wow, I'm so spoiled. It would be like, yeah. thank you, mommy, <laughs> love you. <laughs> but, like, for her to really know, like, I love you, and even if you don't do anything for me, like, I still love you. Like, I still love you. And um, just showing her that I appreciate her. And also, in the bad daughter sense, there were things that she did that I made her feel really bad about, like super bad about just like, I don't know, it could be anything little. It can be like she got married. She got remarried. Y'all, I made my mom's and my stepdad's life a like a living hell. Like, dang, I really played my mom. <laughs> now saying it out loud, I feel like I gotta call and apologize. <laughs> Thanks for what sharing. about you? Thank you. Uh, man, what about me? <laughs> well, I'm gonna be very honest, y'all. This mouth has listen. This mouth of mine is all. It's been so lethal my entire life. Oh, like Jesus. I've been very disrespectful towards my mom, and not even. Sometimes what I say, but it's how I say things. And the thing with me is, like, I know when I'm saying things in a very messed up way, but it's intentional because I got to make you mad because you have made me mad. That was my mentality. Like, all right, you made me mad. Well, psh, I ain't going to be the only one mad. We both going to be mad together. How about that? I used to have that mentality because mm. I felt my mom was just always, like, picking on me or always just had some sort of issue with me. Um, mm -hmm. for reasons that I stated earlier. So I, my mouth was very disrespectful growing up. And even now I have to work on my delivery. Mm. So I would say that was one thing. The second thing now I could do a better job of trying to develop a relationship with my mom, but I'm tr finding the balance between having a relationship with my mom but also keeping my peace at the same time because mm. you know you can't expect much out of addicts and that's just what it is 
So I don't talk to my mom as often as I should. I don't check in on her as often as I should. I consistently pray for her. That is one thing that will never change. And I think praying for someone is an act of love. Mm -hmm. But I do not put in as much effort as I probably should when it comes to actually having a relationship with my mom. So I would say those are the two negative things. Uh, uh, Things that I do well at. This whole forgiveness thing, <laughs> I think I do a pretty good job with that. And it's only because mm-hmm. of God and having to forgive her for things that she doesn't remember or having to forgive her consistently um, whenever she disappoints me time and time again. I feel mm-hmm. like I've become very um, good at that. I've also am able to just sort of look past the things that she has done to me and be able to see like where she's at Mm. um in terms of just like her mental state or where she may be at and like her healing process and that just lets me know that there's a lot of things that I probably can't expect from her but I'm able to empathize with her and meet her where she's at so I would Mm. say those are the things I do well in terms of being a good good daughter but I am aiming to be a better daughter it's just Mm -hmm. hard you know yeah especially when you feel like you're the adult Mm. and I tell her this all the time like I'm the child and when I say that she will say well what is that supposed to mean in my head I'm like exactly what I said like I'm the child like what what do you mean what does that mean um but it's hard it's it's really hard but God is helping me with that yeah yeah do we want to do this last question we can Okay, really quick. So, we both plan on be becoming mothers. Like that's just a thing. So, how has your relationship with your mom influenced the ways you're thinking about raising your kids, especially your daughters? Mm-hmm. It boils down to three things. One, I'm going to be very transparent with my children because I want them to learn from me and my my mistakes, and I also feel like transparency will make me more relatable. So, mm-hmm. when my kids ask me about sex. All right, listen here. Let me tell y'all. Your mama was fast back in the day, but this is what she did. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I mean, like, that's... Because I know that's exactly how you'll say it. Um, you know, that's the truth. And we could talk about that, you know, in a different episode. But I'm going to be honest with my kids because I'd rather them learn from me than other people. Yeah. Two, I'm going to be very mindful of my actions and words because um, mm. kids pick up on everything which is why I was able to pick up on the fact that I don't think my mom likes me at five years old so I'm going to be very intentional when it comes to what I say to them and how That's I treat true. them and how mm. um, I'm supposed to be their model mm-hmm. right the last thing is asking God to give me his vision for my children so really asking mm-hmm. God to reveal in part what plans or purpose that he has for my children because I believe whenever I'm able to see someone spiritually that helps me understand why they act the way that they do and I think as Mm. parents you know we're supposed to raise our children um train up a child in the way that they shall go so when they get older they shall not depart so having that clear understanding of what God wants for my child will help me be a better parent in terms of how I raise them in terms mm-hmm. of um, the lessons that I teach them in terms of um, the different types of experiences that they need to have mm-hmm. so those are the three things that I'm gonna make sure I do with my kids what about you that's good um when I was younger I was I was very scared to get in trouble like super scared to get in trouble so I want my kids to be able to come to me for anything. And that's just like, if they're in trouble, if they want to talk to talk to someone, if they just have feel like they don't have anyone else to talk to, they know mom is going to be there. Um, I want that to be one of the things that they always know. Um, I want them to understand that I'm a parent first and foremost. Um, but I want to be a friend. Like, I don't want to just be this parental figure that's just like, I'm mom and that's it. But I feel like having the side of, I can be your friend too in a in a mom way, if that makes sense-ish. 
like so they know they feel comfortable with me which you just said on this point of understanding where my like the vision for uh my kids that god that god has it's like i need to know i want to know what what god is doing for them like the vision he has planned for them so i can help them reach those those goals and um their purpose in life so i can help them get on that track um along with god of course and then the last thing being a single mom i saw the struggles of being a single mom being a single mom is just not easy at all i don't yeah it's just not and so for me i'm very intentional of just not putting myself in a in a situation um where my kids will not have a good home environment so that's like i want mommy and daddy Mm -hmm. and i want my kids to see mommy and daddy love each other in a christian household and everything else so that's that's how just that relationship my mom's relationship and i like with me um has just sort of influenced the ways i want to like just raise my kids and things like that so i think that was it y'all good good stuff well, I'm really excited to share this Bible verse because I feel as though there are a lot of people out there who are um, similar to me when it comes to the strained relationships that they have with their mothers. And this Bible verse um, should really, really encourage you. And it's Psalms 27:10. And I'm going to read three different versions so we could just understand holistically what this actually means. And the New Living Translation is, Even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. The New International Version says, Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. And the Amplified Version says, Although my father and my mother have abandoned me, yet the Lord will take me up and adopt me as his child. To give you a little bit of context, Psalm 27 is a passage where King David is expressing how he wanted to dwell in the house of the Lord. But even though he had that desire, there were a lot of things that were preventing him from doing so. And we can assume because he wrote this that there was some sort of abandonment or some criticism that he felt from his parents. And a lot of theologians Mm -hmm. say that this passage was written after he fleed um, from King Saul and was hiding from him. I wanted to share this verse because, um, one, I can testify to it and say, although my mother wasn't around like she should have been, although she did neglect me, that did not stop the Lord from loving me and taking me as his own. And so for those of you who have strained relationships with your mothers and fathers too, and we'll have to have a different episode to talk about fathers, but for those of you who have strained relationships with your mothers, I want to encourage you to really just allow the Lord to be your mother in a sense. You know, God can be everything that we need him to be. And to be honest, God loves us way more than what our mothers could ever love us. You know, the type of love that God gives, we cannot get that from anyone else. So I know it is hard to have that strained relationship with your mother. It's not easy, but you can listen to a lot of the things that I've said and you can look at my life and I can tell you, you are still going to be okay because you have Mm -hmm. a God that loves you with an everlasting love. He will never stop loving you. He promises that he will never leave us. He promises that he will never forsake us. And even Mm -hmm. when our parents abandon us, that's when he will hold on to us close. So I just wanted to give that word of encouragement to those out there that are struggling because I know it's not easy but God is faithful he's so Mm -hmm. faithful yeah that's good okay it's prayer time Lord we thank you for being all that you are we thank you that even when our mothers or fathers abandon us that you are still there and you still have a plan and a purpose for our lives I pray that anyone that is listening um, to this episode and then they are struggling with the relationship with their mother I pray that you help them to navigate this hard situation in hopes for a better outcome for a better relationship I pray that they rest in your arms and give all frustration hurt and anger to you as they heal um, from the hurt they may have um, endured from their mothers Lord we thank you 
in advance for the healing that's going to take place and for, for the progression of these relationships. Yes. We love you and we give you all the praise, glory, and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So y'all already know the drill. If you have any topic suggestions, please go ahead and submit those in our link tree, which you can find that link in our Instagram bio. And please let us know what you think about this week's episode. Continue to tweet mm-hmm. us. Some of y'all that have our numbers, feel free to continue to text <laughs> us. Slide in our DMs. If you don't have our numbers, that's fine. We want to hear from y'all. If you want to submit your listener letter, go ahead and email that to the Soul Sisters Podcast at gmail.com. And until next week, y'all, have a good one. Bye. Bye.